0: First read the Bible, read it and believe it. It paints a completely different picture of who God is than the Mormon theology. And it's the true picture of who God is and who Jesus is. And trust, just trust in it, trust Jesus.
1: Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb, on your own? you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian and a new age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way, and there is God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done, and he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from His Word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. You had a pretty radical transformation somehow here in this whole thing, though. And uh-huh. coming from a place where you were so devout and so in it and never questioning, this mm-hmm. must have been a really big shift for you. What happened?
0: Yeah, that's a good question.
1: Okay, this is part two of a wonderful interview that we are doing with Courtney Coe. She is a stay-at-home wife and mom, and she served a full-time Mormon mission in Salt Lake City, Utah, of all places, and she thought she knew all there was to know in terms of real church history and anti-Mormon literature, but she discovered in 2020 that the foundation story of Mormonism had more cracks in it than she could have ever imagined. After leaving the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in January of 2020, she started her real journey for truth. And throughout that process of grief and deprogramming, depression, uh, demonic attacks, God did amazing things to bring her from Mormonism, then to New Age, and then to finally Jesus. And this is part two again. So if you missed part one, go back and listen to that one. But uh, this is a great story. So let's pick up where we left off.
0: We're going to jump in right now. But within the framework of God's truth. And so I was already in the new age and I was doing things like channeling. I don't know if you know what channeling is. Basically it's necromancy, but it's just titled different or it's given a different name. For people who don't know, channeling is when you talk to consciousnesses of the universe and they talk back to you. Well, this is just demonic. You're just talking to the dead or you're talking to the demonic. Yeah. And of course, I didn't know that at the time, but I was, I was involved in a, it was called A Course in Miracles. Did, have you heard of A Course in Miracles? Yeah. So totally new age and demonic. and basically flips who Jesus is on his head. So I didn't know if Jesus was the Messiah because according to a course in miracles, Jesus was just, just a person, just a man who achieved Christ consciousness and you could achieve that Christ consciousness. And so I was studying this, but I reached out to, because the only person in my family who I knew would accept my leaving and possibly began to go on a journey of searching with me was my sister, my oldest sister who had left the Mormon church at 16 and she was 43 or 44 at this time. So it had been a really long time since she was in the Mormon church or went to any church or had any sort of relationship with God. And I had always prayed for her growing up. I had always desired for her to know God to love God. And so when I found A Course in Miracles and I told my sister I had left the Mormon church and then shortly found A Course in Miracles, when I pulled my sister into this journey with me, she didn't have a relationship with God. But interestingly enough, her heart was open after reading A Course in Miracles. But then I had an experience where I was in Hawaii where we lived at the time in 2020, just after leaving the church. And I saw in the clouds, I saw the profile of Jesus with a crown on his head. And the same cloud turned into the front of his face. And it was undeniable. And I remember thinking, I have not seen anything like this in my life. And in the 37 years I was a Mormon, I never saw any sign of Jesus as the King or the true Messiah. And that was so incredible to me. And that went against the face of what I was learning in the new age. And, uh, but still, I wasn't ready to accept that as a sign. My God was still working on my heart. And it was about two weeks later that I had a, a demonic attack. And the only way I can describe this demonic attack is it felt like my mind was splitting, like I was going insane. And the only thing that broke it was the name of Jesus. And it just broke it instantly, because it was trying to get me to kill myself, basically. and. It was using what I had been learning in A Course in Miracles to achieve this. And I remember God was still with me. The Holy Spirit was still there because it was showing me images of me killing myself. And I thought, do I really have to kill myself? And then another voice, a a rational voice, and I think it was the Holy Spirit, was using the lies that were in the course of miracles to save me and, say, and said no no remember nothing really exists here you're good you just have to wait you just have to wait don't do anything cuz nothing exists cuz that's basically the principle of A course of miracles it yeah you're shaking your head you know this really well but
1: yeah, I mean I cuz I went on this whole journey from leaving God and then saying I was Christian but I didn't really know what that meant and then nothing then Buddhist cuz I was doing lots of yoga and this kind of led me to this place and I have actually a really good friend that I've had to put some little bit of distance between now which has been it's been interesting but she was very much into this and brought me along in this direction as well. And so I mm-hmm. I am very familiar with it because I think it's very easy to get drawn into this. And then especially if you, I do feel like in in our background in the church, that spirituality is something that goes along with the woo. (laughs) And a lot of people who leave the church end up becoming Wicca, that's like a big thing. Just because I feel like this whole woo thing is not Mm -hmm. off limits. It all goes together.
0: It's just more search for knowledge.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, very
1: interesting, but dangerous. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Yeah,
0: so that's when I just, I woke up after this attack and I was still being attacked, but I just realized it didn't have to be this way. And I didn't want it to be this way. I didn't want to leave my husband. I didn't want to leave my daughter. And I just instinctively, I just said, Jesus saved me. I had never said that in my life. I didn't say heavenly father. It was just instinctive Jesus and Jesus broke whatever power was over me. It was totally gone. I felt it leave. I felt sanity come back completely. And I got up and I walked out to the living room and I just looked at my husband and I said, that was really weird. And he goes, I thought you were going to kill me. he he could tell I was having something was happening. And before that, I had some kind of weird episodes too, but he was really, he was worried. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah. yeah, Jesus broke it. There's something to Jesus. I have to find out. And I started to read the Bible and it just all, it came, it, all the lies just They unraveled so fast when I read the Bible, so fast. And I couldn't believe what was in there. I was just like amazed. I was like, I had no idea. I had no idea. This is true. Yeah. I think what's so wild too,
1: is that so many people don't realize that like you, you were on a mission. You went on a mission. You had lived your whole life in it. You had done this whole thing and had never actually sat down and read the Bible. I think that comes as a really big shock to people who aren't in the church.
0: I did read the Bible. However, you know how they say the Bible is true as far as it is translated correctly? I've come to find out that, no, it's in the Mormon church. The Bible is true as far as it fits the Mormon theology. So anything that doesn't fit in the Mormon theology, you just don't know what to do with it. And you're just like, I don't understand it. It's just mysterious. Oh, it's just Jesus being mysterious. No, it's he's actually very literal and he's very and it's very clear and it's very simple and you have to take off the Mormon theology. You have to take off the Mormon goggles is what I like to call them. You cannot read the Bible and understand it if you're trying to stick it in the box of Mormon theology. It doesn't work. It will never work that way and you'll never understand it. And yeah, if there is any Mormons listening today, I would just encourage them to take off those goggles. What would it hurt? Yeah. With yourself, do you have Jesus?
1: That's true. It's so true. I had a, another woman tell me she went on a Jesus journey and I'm like, yes, <laughs> go on that Jesus journey. Uh, it really, it changed her life. I know for sure. And I think we all who come to Jesus, we've been on our own journey of some sort, but it's okay to dive in there and find out who he really is. And so after yes. you were reading the Bible, was it like an immediate transformation? I'm going to Find a different type of church now. I'm going to do this whole thing, or was it more of a gradual thing for you?
0: Descri- ex- what's your definition of gradual? Because it took about three months before I found a group of people who clearly walked in the power of God. And I, they were just street ministers, they weren't, they didn't have their own church, they had house church. And they connected me with another house church and I got baptized. I got baptized on June 20th, 2020. And it was incredible. It was probably the best day of my life up to that point. And I remember that night and I share, I want to share these things because I want people to know that. When you give your life to Jesus, he gives you witnesses. He gives you witnesses that this is the right thing. This is what you need to do. And it's not, oh, I'm just walking blindly and there's no witnesses or there's nothing helping me to understand that this is the right way. But he gives you lots of witnesses. And that night I had a dream and my husband had a dream simultaneously. And in the dream, I had a group of people walk towards me and i didn't know they looked normal i didn't know they were demonic but this holy spirit in me knew and in the name of jesus they cast them out and they left they just disappeared at the same time my husband screams next to me and he's not a born again believer he screams and i'm like what happened and he said i had a dream about a snake Snakes are obviously, they're a representation of the demonic and the devil, but my husband is deathly afraid of snakes and he doesn't wake up typically screaming in his sleep. He's only done that in our, we've been married seven years. He's only done that. This is the second time that he had a dream about a snake and he woke up screaming the second time. So it was to me, that was my witness that night that I was filled with the Holy spirit and born again. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I call them. I like the, someone had told me a term God winks. I feel like I always get God winks around me where he's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I love God winks. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So how is he working in your life now? Once we go through this transformation, I feel like our lives completely just change in so many
0: ways, but how is he working in your life now? They do. And I feel like I should condense, condense this part, but it's probably the most important part. Just we were living in Hawaii. My husband wasn't really happy with his job. He wasn't really happy with what he was doing. He wasn't happy where we were living. And God really put it on my heart to just keep praying for him, but not to push him into anything, not to push him to move, not to send him like pictures of houses on the mainland, which is what I had been doing, just let him decide. And God said, I will put it into his heart where you guys should move. And it's amazing how how God worked with my husband and how he speaks to him because he grew up in LA and he was a huge fan or is a huge fan of the LA Dodgers. And when they won the World Series, my husband said, I think, that God's telling me we should go. The World Series being won by my favorite team. I just feel like I can move on now, just crazy. And then where we ended up in Texas, we ended up here because we had a few different places on our, a few different state that we were looking at. But the University of Hawaii football team played a bowl in the city right next to ours and they won. And my husband said, I think that's the sign we need to go. So my husband is is talked to by God through sports (laughs) outcomes. I mean, (laughs) among other things, but I just, we went from Hawaii to Texas. I love it here. I have a small Bible group that we believe in the power of the spirit and in what Mark 16 verses 17 talks about. Which is that those who believe in Jesus, they will, the signs will follow them. They'll cast out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will be healed just to convince it. And so I do street ministering whenever I can. I have a Facebook page and it's just for people who have left the Mormon church or they're thinking about leaving the Mormon church and I want them to have a place to go to learn about the Bible and biblical theology. And honestly, that has been where I have found people that I've been able to connect with on a more personal basis and share my experiences with them and teach them things about the Bible they don't understand or just answer questions about biblical Christianity. And so that has been really amazing for me to, you said, how have women helped you? Right. You asked that earlier, like you said how women have helped you. It's helped me to help others. It's Mm -hmm. helped me to, it's helped me to just help these women along totally out of the Mormon church. Totally out of it. No, you cannot believe any of it's true. Like you can't. You have to just, you got to just dive into the word, put all your faith in Jesus. And that's where true freedom and that's where true joy and true peace come from. You have to believe those that believe in Jesus, believe Him, believe what He says. Those are the ones that, that are free.
1: Yeah. And you truly do feel free and you feel at peace even in the middle of the crazy storms and life is wild and you never know exactly what's going to happen. You have that peace within you. And I can completely relate to you because in my whole journey, helping other people through this struggle of trying to unravel the mindset. That's been the biggest thing for me is trying to unravel that mindset that I didn't even realize that I kept with me, but I did, but helping other women through it has been the biggest help to me as well. It's like, we're able to connect with each other over this and helping, helping us to move forward for the kingdom of God. Really just, it's a complete change in, um, the way we think about things. So
0: I think it's beautiful
1: what he has done in your life and where you're going and what you're doing. I think that's amazing.
0: (laughs) And just one thing about my sister, the one that was in the new age with me, she accepted Jesus three months after I did and she became born again. And we have Bible study almost every week. And it is incredible to see what he's done in her life. He has just totally improved it. No, you're right. No life is the same and it, and everything's going to look different. Yeah. He touches every part of your life. I'm not trying to preach a <laughs> prosperity gospel, but he will improve your life. He may not give you a mansion. He may, but he will improve every part of your life, your relationships, your finances, everything you he's amazing. He, Jesus is amazing. <laughs> I agree.
1: (laughs) I agree. 100%. I love it. Yes. If you are, and you do, you are able to, but when you go back and you talk to some of these women who are at that moment where they've left the church, but they are trying to find out what is my next step and what do I need to do to find faith, to gain faith, to live a life in faith, what would be your recommendation
0: for them? My number one recommendation is just first read the Bible, read it and believe it. It paints a completely different picture of who God is than the Mormon theology. And it's the true picture of who God is and who Jesus is. And trust, just trust in it. Trust Jesus to stop relying on, on your own wisdom, lean not on your own understanding, right. But in all your ways, just acknowledge the Lord and he'll direct your path and just trust him to show up for you because he will in incredible and in amazing ways. And so that's one of the things that I think I have Felt called to do is to help people increase their faith in God, who He is, who the Bible says He is, and that we can trust that. We can trust that.
1: That's awesome. So, if people are in a place where they hear this today and they're like, man, I really would love to talk to you more about your journey or whatnot, you had mentioned your Facebook.
0: It is a closed group. So, if you want anonymity, it's offered there. Yeah. Or they can email me, his grace is not works at awesome. gmail.com. Yeah. Perfect. I'll
1: put that also in the show notes then, too, so that people, if they are oh. needing to find you or want to, or if they're relating to your story, because I do think there is such power in us women working together in this world to, to find God and to
0: find his love, find Jesus's love. I agree. The body is so important, the body of Christ, all of us together. It's it's pivotal.
1: Absolutely. And it's an island. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for talking to us all about your journey and just where God has brought you. It's just beautiful how he works and how we never know exactly how our journey is going to unfold and what it's going to look like. But just how beautiful it is, how he's worked through your life. It's awesome. So thank you for coming on and talking to us.
0: Thank you, Shelby. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Good. Thank you. (laughs) You're easy to talk to. God bless you in everything you do and reaching the women that you're, that God has ordained you to reach. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Okay, friends, was that not just so inspiring? Yes, I love to hear these transformation stories and just how God is working in people's lives. So if that uh, really did touch you guys as much as it did me, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next interview that we're gonna be doing, as well as some really awesome episodes that we have coming out on uh, you know, self-help done God's way, which is what this is all about, right? And how we can get closer to him. If you are also wanting to learn more about Courtney, you can join her Facebook group and that is going to be in the show notes. And I do have that in there. So join that so that you can find out more and just connect with some other women who may be like you. All right. I'll talk to you guys next time.